Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, my next guest has been with us many times. As a matter of fact, uh, last few episodes we've had, uh, we featured uh, Vincent Mastrovito of Prometheus Partners with various uh, aspects of planning ideas and tips. And uh, today is no different, so I look forward to my conversation. And in interest of time, I'll bring him on. Vince, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on. Hope your listeners really enjoy the uh, the topic we're going to talk about today and hope that you're doing well. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we've talked about so many different topics. Last week, uh, we talked about maintaining growth in tough economic times, and we talked about evaluating business expenses a few weeks ago on July 23rd, 2020. Why do owners stay too long? A variety of topics. And today we're going to talk about family alignment, Vince. So, I'll let you lead off with that. Uh, our listeners should already know who you are and what you do at Prometheus Partners. Let's get right into it. What do you mean by family yeah, alignment? So, yeah, so certainly family alignment is, I think, a, a very critical piece in the planning process for business owners and just making sure that that transition and that just the overall functioning of the business on a day-to-day basis is, is going in the right direction. Um, we, we have a good understanding that the, that let's just say the vast majority of businesses that have, uh, family members in there already have inherent strengths and that the family members usually have a, a commitment to each other and the success of the overall build business, excuse me, and certainly are willing to, you know, personally sacrifice for it. Um, but often that can become because the family members are not in alignment with each other, what happens when some of the family members don't agree on the direction of the business? And so what family alignment really is, is is really a position, uh, whether you call it alignment or harmony, in that the family business is setting family goals. And what does this mean for the family? How are they going to make decisions and really, what is the impact of those decisions? How do the how do the family non-employees, ones who are not working in the business, impact and, and agree with how the family members that are running the business actually make decisions? Um, another piece of that is what about when we have different generations that are really coming into the business to make sure that their alignments are all along with everybody else. Doesn't mean they have to be the same as the as the founders. It just means that everybody understands that this is the direction, this is the objective for the business and the family, 
this is how we make decisions and we agree upon that. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Yeah, I get it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I guess my biggest question would be uh, how much um, input would a, a person coming into the business expect to have on a family business that's been operating for many years and kind of the alignment and direction? You know, I was, what I'm thinking is in most situations, isn't it uh, here's where we're going. Do you want to come on board instead of do you want to come on board if you can say where we're going? You know what I'm saying? A, a, a family vacation. Hey, we're all, we're going to uh, we're going to Yosemite. Who's coming? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point. So uh, certainly, when you have uh, some of the younger, newer generations uh, coming on board, or maybe um, a more senior family member who has not been on board coming on board, I think it's important. Uh, to really have a conversation about expectations when they come into the business. And, and this is really going to be talking about how do we make decisions in the business and how do we go about our day-to-day -day business to make sure that the business is still growing and that the business is moving in the right direction. Because the important thing is always where do we end up at the end of the day? If we have two or three, four generations involved in our business, we have to make sure that those generations agree on the direction that we are headed. Otherwise, we could have a significant amount of uh, turmoil and conflict, and that would probably cause a lot of dissension and reduced value and profits along the way. Well, yeah, and we I see that and you see that, I'm sure, a lot where um, young people come in with new great ideas and they're not listened to, they might be ignored, and that creates a, a situation where they're unhappy and maybe they don't stay with the business. And I've also seen situations where the patriarch, the person who set the um, agenda for where the company is going, um, isn't seeing the changes that have happened in a particular industry or, or where things are headed. But uh, my, my quite next question would be, Vince, is there is there usually like a time frame where, uh, look, we're not going to listen to your input until you've been with the company for five years, as an example? No, I don't think so. I think you should always listen to uh, where people are at with their alignment. Uh, and in, in a family meeting, you should always hear everybody's opinion because it, uh, if I'm new to a business, I at least want to be heard. I think in my own mind, if I'm a new person, I understand that I don't have the same seniority and credibility that other people do that have been there for 15, 20, 30, 40 years or whatever. Um, but it's about helping the existing and founding generations understand how other people think and allow that senior management to at least vet through to say, well, what do you mean by that? So when, you, when a younger person who is new expresses their concern and wants to have input, it would be really important for the senior management to say, well, help me understand a little bit more about what you mean by that. And then that should hopefully give them some things to think about and discuss. And a lot of times, again, some of this will come down to the governance of the business. But when they vet through there and they understand how to make decisions, they'll know whether or not it was something that uh, 
you know, certainly it'll be put on the table, it'll be voted on and discussed, and or will it be shelved and we'll talk about it at a different time. I like that. And it seems like especially if um, uh, a youngster has come out of uh, college with a college degree in a certain specific area and they have access to new and creative knowledge that their uh, their input would be particularly valuable. Uh, how does all of this uh, impact a transition of, of uh, leadership and ownership in the future? Great question. Um, that is going to be very critical if we um, if we're trying to move from one generation to the next generation, there could always be um, a power struggle as to who people may feel need to be in control or in charge, so to speak. And sometimes those people are not really equipped to handle the weight and responsibility of the business. Uh, and the first indication of that is, is they think that they're the ones that should be taken over. Usually the one who takes over the business doesn't usually have to say anything. It's just this person, you just know it by just by looking at them and talking to them that they're a person that can handle the, the responsibility that is there. So when you are transitioning, it's good to outline to the family to say, what is the process for us as a family to go through to determine um, who could be in control of the company or who could be in a decision-making role, president, vice president, things of that nature. Um, and when you have all that and everybody agrees, then, then you have alignment. Now, remember, when I say agree, it doesn't necessarily mean that person said, hey, I think that's a great idea. They may disagree with how they're going about it, but they understand that it's the best thing for the business. And so what they're doing is they're putting their personal feelings aside and they're saying, you know what, I see your point. I think we should try this, but this, everybody seems like this is the best for the business. And so since we have consensus, I will agree and go along with that. And there's no hard feelings about that because they'll agree about it. Yes, makes sense. And so, and, and we've talked in the past about family business governance and the importance of family meetings and agendas and all of that type of a thing. So, um, so, so far what we've said is uh, family alignment uh, it revolves around communication and listening and, and being willing to, uh, to take someone's new idea. Uh, how about for situations where, um, patriarch, let's say, or matriarch of the business says, you know, I've heard your I've heard your ideas and it's just not right for right now. Uh, and, and the person volunteering that idea, uh, maybe becomes disenchanted because they're not, uh, they're not being interacted. Is there a system to provide for the, uh, that kind of a situation in the governance, um, that it'll maybe will will bring it back up again in six months or, or down the road, maybe the timing will be better. Yeah. And I think the young person certainly, so here's what I would say to that comment that you, in question that you had there, Bill is first and foremost, I would say, okay, there's a like somewhat of a yellow flag because the founding member or, or, or owner of the company is, is almost like shoving that comment aside. Like it's not important or whatever reason that's for. Right. I think, 
no matter what generation you're at and no matter what percentage of company you own or don't own and where you are on the on the, the food chain, so to speak, is everyone deserves to be at least heard. So in a family meeting, people should have an opportunity, especially if you took a, a period of time in that family meeting to say, we're going to allow these three or four people who are not involved with the business or are too young to ask questions and give feedback during this period of time. The, the leadership team of the, the balance of the family should take those notes and understand what these people are saying, what these young people are saying, so that they can have a really good understanding of how do we want to mentor these people so that they move into the business more productively and positively and understand what the path is for the family and the business. And so this is a lot about understanding how do I mentor this person? Because if they're saying things a certain way or they're saying certain things, the leadership team should pick up on that and someone who might be in charge of that or a couple probably wants to spend time with that person to get a little bit better idea of why do you feel that way and tell me how you view this so that they can move them along. I think the danger in kind of just shunning that person, so to speak, is that they do become disenchanted. They say, well, this is like the same old song and dance and, you know, grandma and grandpa or mom and dad have this and big brothers, if they all this and this, there's really no sense in me saying anything because I'm falling on deaf ears. Well, what happens to that over a period of time is those, those younger populations or generations, excuse me, what they'll end up really doing is in the back of their mind, they're always going to say, it doesn't do me any good. I might as well not say anything at all. And they just kind of have some type of resentment of saying, I'm not going to participate. And that's not what you want at all. You want to entice them and you want to encourage them to give them ideas and just have a way to handle all that. Because as we know, if you put 30 people in the room and you've got three or four of them that are, you know, maybe in college or going to college and you listen to what they have to say, they're going to have a, a ton of ideas. Um, I just think the main thing is to encourage them to do that and to, to understand how to do that in a professional manner and to spend time with them, uh, to mentor them if you're going to, at some point down the road, consider them for coming into the family business. Yeah, you know, and I, if I sound a little cynical on this, it's just because I've had young people come in to to look at what, for instance, uh, what I do in my work uh, overall and say, hey, why don't you try this? And a lot of things come under the heading of, yeah, we tried that. We did this. And so maybe it'd be helpful uh, to have a, a book of the history of uh, ideas we've tried that didn't work <laughs> and and read this mm -hmm. before you come up with a new idea or or figure out why it didn't work and maybe how to fix it um, because you don't want people to um, to come up with new to stop coming up with new ideas because they feel like well everything I say either it gets dismissed and the other thing might be uh, maybe a detailed process for how to present a new idea not just the headline of the idea but a full paper on why it, why it could make sense, how it could be, be implemented, not just a headline. Because as we all know, when we're, when we're busy trying to run a business and somebody comes up and says, hey, why don't you just do this? Uh, it's aggravating if you know you've done that. Maybe you, didn't, maybe you missed something along the way. So a process of communication sounds like it would be uh, fantastic 
for that. You, you know, here's what we've tried. Here's why it didn't work. Maybe there's a better way. And if you're presenting an idea, here's the full idea, not just the headline of the idea. Yeah, I think that would be that, that is a great idea. If you can actually have a, a written format of the idea, um, an explanation of how they came up with that, how, uh, and then a written uh, outline of how do they think this would impact uh, the business in revenues uh, or the two or three areas that they want to focus on, uh, allow the person to vet that through, then the leadership team could read through those they would have a process of kind of vetting them through and reading them. And then once they get to a point, then they can address that in a family meeting. Certainly that is a great, great way to keep a meeting flowing without having over dialogue and having a process to say, show me you've actually put some thought into this idea and you just didn't conjure it up at the last minute because it came popped in your head at the point of the meeting. Yeah. And then CEO peer groups like Vistage Worldwide, they, uh, where business owners mm -hmm. get together and talk about their problems or solutions, uh, what happens is they have a process. If you present a problem, the next thing you're going to hear is questions about that problem for a period of time until questions have been exhausted. Maybe you get to 15 or 20 questions, and then people can start talking about solutions. So it's all about a process. Hey, Vince, how do you know if you have alignment in your company? Well, you know that you have alignment that if you just start randomly talking to people about what the vision and mission is of the company, you're going to get the same message from everybody. If you walk through the company and you just start talking to people casually, you're going to, you're just going to get a sense that everybody is on the same page. It's how they greet you. It's behaviors. It's, you know, it's everything about what they do inside the business. And it'll be fairly easy to detect when you get in there. Uh, because it'll it'll be right in front of you. It's just how they operate every day. So you'll feel it when it's right. Uh, Vince, it's mm -hmm. always great to have you on the show. Uh, uh, listeners, uh, if you want to do yourself a favor, go to Vince Mastrovito's website, prometispartners.com, P-R-O-M-E-T-I-S, partners.com, a, a wonderful array of tools and uh to evaluate where you are with your business, what you can be doing, ideas, blogs, podcasts, you name it. Vince has it. Um, it's, it's always great to have you on the show, as usual, Vince. And uh, thank you so much for the ideas today about family alignment. Bill, thanks so much. Appreciate your time and uh, hope your listeners uh, enjoyed it. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.